Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. Today I have with me Jamie Del Ferez. She's an accomplished learning and talent manager, senior executive with more than 20 years of success across the education, real estate, healthcare, telecom, restaurant, and hospitality industries. Jamie guides leaders and companies through the development and evolution it takes to stay competitive. By focusing on the strengths of the leadership, she aids in the creation of sustainable, engaging work environments. Jamie holds a BA in communications, journalism, and digital marketing from Texas Wesleyan University and a master's degree in instructional technology and organizational development from Texas Tech University. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Hi, Denise. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. I'm excited to have you here. So, as I was reading your information in your bio, um, one of the things that I noticed is that you are often labeled a disruptor. Why is that? Well, so as I've kind of gone through my career, that title, that label has been placed upon me a few times. Um, whenever I was a kid, it was more kind of, you're just a rebel. You're just kind of the outlier. <laughs> you're not conforming. Um, but as I kind of moved into my career and um, under some leadership, I was labeled this disruptor. And it's really because I come in to businesses and companies and jobs and I'm like, hey, why don't we do things different? Why don't we do it this way? And then whenever I start asking questions, I get a lot of, well, we've always done it you know, this way, why would we change it? And I was like, well, because it could be more efficient. It could be better. It could um, yield better results. Oh, we're good. Let's just keep doing it this way. So I tend to come in and kind of shake things up um, where my career now, it's welcomed, but getting here was a little difficult. <laughs> gotcha. You know, interestingly enough, back in the day when I worked at Coca-Cola, one of the trainings that I had for train the trainer is when you're trying to get to the root of an issue, you ask why seven times. Um, and that sounds a little bit about like what you were describing, like, why don't we try it this way? And the follow-up whys never got asked to get down to, you know, why it would work better. So that's actually a, a, a form of creativity. Talk to me about how you, how companies can better embrace this because I see that as useful. I see it as useful too. I may be biased though. Um, <laughs> um, I think that companies can use it um, if they intentionally hire for it. Um, so a lot of times you'll get people that um, are kind of innovative in thought, they want to do new things, they don't like to stick with this, but you don't know you have them, they're already working for you. Then it becomes kind of an issue. That's not what we were looking for. We were looking for somebody just to come in and pick it up and maintain it. And you've got this person that wants to, you know, flip it upside down and paint it a different color. Um, so embrace it by knowing what you're getting and intentionally seek it. And if it's not what you want, then don't hire it. That makes perfect sense. Um, so it sounds to me like by hiring for this person who challenges the status quo or is a disruptor, that you also invite in that creativity 
and it can impact the bottom line of the organization, both through the culture and the productivity. Can you speak to that just a little bit? All right. So through building, as you're building your company, rather, um, you can build your culture one of two ways. The intentional way is setting your mission and your values, um, getting your strategy in place, and then communicating that goal, that why, to the people that are going to work for you. They're have to execute on it in order for you to get what you envisioned. Now, the other way to build a culture is unintentionally. You just hire a bunch of people that can maybe do the job. They have the experience. They have the skills. um, They come from a competitor and you kind of like what they did there. And you bring them into your company, but there is no framework to align them to what you're trying to achieve. So whenever you hire somebody that's a disruptor unintentionally, their creativity is what they want it to be. Rather than aligned to you, the entrepreneur, your business owner, rather than to your purpose. So in the interview, those are the questions to ask. What do you most like to do? What do you envision? Um, This is our mission and values. How would you align that into what we're trying to achieve? Those kind of questions help you embrace that creativity so that it helps your productivity and bottom line go up where you want it to be, your productivity, um, rather than negatively. And then you're blindsided. No one likes that. It's not fun. No, not at all. (laughs) And actually what you just said, a light bulb just went off in my head like, oh, okay, I get it now. (laughs) Because I've always been the kind of person that, you know, to not necessarily challenge the status quo. I'm more of a rules person. So I can get a little agitated at times with disruptors, but I also re- know that they they have good ideas and they do, you know, even though they seem like they're out there sometimes, they do have good ideas and that they never should totally be squashed. And that kind of brings me to my next point. There may be times where you need to rein in a disruptor, okay? How do you do that without crushing them because you want to keep that creativity, especially if you have intentionally hired them for that purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So disruptors don't know that they're really disrupting until they have kind of made a name for themselves. They think they're just sharing their great innovative ideas. And of course, everybody wants to hear them, right? Of course. (laughs) Um, But sometimes not so much. So what they really need to stay productive and on track is um, a set of guidelines, expectations. Um, This is your lane. I love your ideas and your thoughts. Let's keep them over here where you have the most impact and influence. Um, I'll worry about this part over here that really has nothing to do with you. Like we got to put that a little nicer, of course, but you got to keep them in their lane. You got to help them stay here. They want to go everywhere. And then Goals, goals and expectations. Um, This is what I want you to think about next. This is a solution. And then execution. A lot of times disruptors have really great ideas and they're like, I came up with the idea and they throw it in somebody else's lap and they're like, my job is done. And they're on to this (laughs) next, (laughs) this next thought. Keep them in under control for lack of a better word by making them follow it through all the way to the end, all the way to the execution part, so they can see their idea come to fruition. So interestingly enough, I was on a board of directors once, and anytime, (laughs) this did 
squash the thoughts a little bit, I will say that. But anytime somebody came up with idea, it was always, they were always looked at and go, are you willing to own that? Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah. it put, it put the, the um, pressure on to, you know, not just throw out ideas, but also to make them actionable. Mm-hmm. So I can see where, you know, that's important, but also you don't want to crush those ideas either. So thank you. Thank you. That's a, a good um, thought there. Now yeah. you did mention something about hiring intentionally. And so that kind of brings me to pre-hire assessments. Do you, really think that they help with hiring the right, um, I guess, personality? You know, I do. If you are using the right assessment and if you for, so if you don't know what you want or what you look, what you're looking for, then anybody can look good. So you have to first decide what is it that you want from this person? What do you want them to achieve? What impact do you want them to have on your company, on your business? Uh, Then you have to decide what is the ideal kind of profile? What am I looking for? And then how am I going to sustain an environment where that person can work long term? And then who do I need to pair them with? Who do they need to balance them out? You know, a, um, a disruptor is a really good example of this. And what you just said, I think, was was really interesting is somebody brings an idea and do you want to own that? Um, a good balance will have a great idea person that's kind of a big picture thinker. Um, and they're going to have a really great analytical counterpart that goes, but did you think about this? And how does that look in execution? And what about the zoning, (laughs) the fees, the, you know, all the details. Um, So pre-hire assessments work if you choose the right one. Um, I particularly love the OAD assessment. I think that it is spot on and it's EEOC compliant. So you can use it to make a hiring decision. Um, But you have to know what you're looking for. You You have to have an idea of where you want this person to go. Yeah, having that EEOC compliant um, assessment is extremely important, especially if you're using it pre-hire versus, yes. you know, using an assessment post-hire. Now, um, it's it's funny, before the show, I mentioned to you that I was selling my home, and I work with a realtor team that is exactly like what you described. One is kind of the visionary, has the thought and the, you know, like, oh, we need to do this and stage and that, and the other one's like, okay, here's the forms, you know, and we're going to schedule this and do that, and if this doesn't work, we'll redo it. <laughs> so, it's, yeah, they, they have that balance. It's um, incredible that, you, that that's exactly what you described, and I didn't realize I was experiencing it right mm-hmm. now. So, what other rules do you think leaders um, should take into account when they're trying to rethink and make their organization and teams more successful? So really there are three things and most of the little details can fall under these three things. You've got to rethink um, how you're hiring. You got to rethink, are you hiring people based on experience and skills and you're overlooking impact, personality, fit, um, growth opportunity? Um, So how are you hiring? Who are you hiring? What are you prioritizing? Um, Who are you bringing into your organization? And are you bringing them into your organization to get you from here to there? Or are you getting um, kind of building a team that can build your organization to the next level? That's two different, very, very different hiring strategies, right? 
It is. So the second one is how are they being led? So once you have them, do they know what they're working for? Do they know how their individual um, performance impacts the overall strategy and growth of the company? Like how does their cog kind of fit in the machine? And then do you empower them to um, kind of make change that's necessary, come with great ideas? Um, If you're running, you know, now, an accounting firm, you probably don't want a lot of big picture, big picture thinkers, you know? You probably want some people down in the weeds and the analytics. Nobody likes creative accounting. <laughs> no, typically that could be a, um, a liability. <laughs> that could be a problem. Yeah, it certainly so could. You, so you got to think, what are you trying to achieve as a company? And then what is your overall goal for your company? What do you want it to be? And then are you hiring people that can get you there? Are you leading them so they can get you there? And then lastly, what are you training them on? How are you training them? Um, A lot of times we'll bring people into into companies, especially smaller ones, and we think that they have all the skills that they need. Just bring your knowledge to us and we're going to build based on that. Um, But people need training. They need training. They need development. But they need it in such a way that they can relate to. And you need to deliver it as a business owner in such a way that doesn't negatively impact productivity and you can measure the impact in your business metrics. So you've really got to look at three steps, how you're hiring, how you're leading them, and then how you're training them. And is that tied to your goals for your business? Perfect. So bringing this back around to our disruptors, um, this is all great advice, and, and um, the title of our our um, podcast today, of course, is Disruptors Sought After or Shut Down. I believe you're clearly on the sought after side. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I am. Sometimes I am not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, sometimes I am not on the sought after side. Um, I've had a couple of positions that I've taken where they thought they were getting a um, just knowledgeable, skilled um, person in L&D, right? Like you're just going to come in and kind of manage our team and we've had it forever and we're highly regulated. It can't be any different. And um, I've gotten into these kind of jobs. I'm thinking of one in particular. And I think I was there for about three months and I was like, okay, so here's how we're going to do this now. And they were like, no, no, this is how we want to do it. And I was like, but it could be better over here. And let me show you how. Um, that partnership did not work out um, because if it's not the best it can be, why not innovate and change and make it better? Um, if it's not working, don't keep doing it. And so I'm not always sought after, but sometimes it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Perfect. So Jamie, can you tell us a little bit about what you do now and how folks can find you? Absolutely. Um, So I run um, an agency called Change Reaction. And Change Reaction, I do a lot of different things. Um, I work with leaders um, in an executive coaching role. Um, I also come in and companies build strategies for growth so that that they can get these things in place at the beginning. You know, entrepreneurs, they have this this great idea. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in business, right? So they got this great idea, and then it's time to grow and hire people. And a lot of times, they're like, I don't know how to do that. Um, And then they just start hiring. So what Change Reaction does is I 
come in and I work alongside the entrepreneur and I help them build strategies so that they can hire intentionally, get leadership programs in place and the foundation before it's a problem, and then get um, strategic training plans in place for each role so that they can grow within the company. That way, the people they bring in um, at the very beginning stay with them and work for them. Um, So I work with companies a lot doing strategies for growth, um, executive coaching, when people are going into new roles, um, just around how you lead your people and then how you lead your people to your purpose. It's generally what I work with. I like that, how you lead your people to your purpose. So how can folks reach out to you if they want to reach out to you after our podcast today? Oh, perfect. Yeah. You can find me on LinkedIn at Change Reaction. And you can also find me um, through the web, of course, at start at changereaction.com. Perfect. Jamie, I truly appreciate your time today. It's been a delight to have you on our show. Absolutely. It was awesome. Thank you so much, Denise. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.